Welcome back to the Fandom Fighters podcast. I am Fern. And I'm Toby. And we are joined once again by our friend Stella, uh, talking Hello. about some more Troll Hunter stuff. It's okay. We I gotta we gotta circle back on that a little bit. It's it, the whole series is called Tales of Arcadia, right? T- Troll Hunter is okay. just the first thing. Yep. Um, Tales of I, Arcadia. I keep calling it Troll Hunters too, and I just wanted yeah. to double check to make sure that. Um, I would yeah. say that everybody knows, like as far as the fandom is concerned, if you're saying troll hunters, most everybody knows what you're talking about. But then if you want to like really break it down, you'd be like three below or wizards or you know. But yeah, Tales of Arcadia. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I um all right, let's uh we're gonna talk about production this episode. We uh kind of buried the lead on Anton Yelchin dying in the last one it's very sad i loved anton yeah he was, yeah. He was in some good stuff mm-hmm. i want to look this up real quick uh, there's a movie that i remember him being in that i liked a lot it was about selling drugs <laughs> i think he's selling specifically like uh adhd drugs Adderall? charlie bartlett yeah charlie bartlett yeah i did um, see that actually that's the first movie i ever saw him in he's also in hearts in atlantis um which is a from what I've heard a very good movie, but I've never watched it. I'll have to uh, watch the that first one you mentioned with the drugs because my yes. my one of my partners is a pharmacist. Like not the farm tech, but the pharmacist. So So, <laughs> so essentially what Charlie I'm gonna spoil Charlie Bartlett a little bit. Just I'm gonna read the about from Google here. Awkward teenager Charlie Bartlett, Anton Yelchin, has trouble fitting in at a new high school. Charlie needs some friends fast and decides that the best Way to find them is to appoint himself the resident psychiatrist. He becomes oh, one of the no. most popular guys in school by doling out advice and occasionally medication to the student body. And uh, the principal in that is Robert Downey Jr. Um, oh, Kat we'll both love this movie. It. So yeah, it, it's very good. It's, it's oh, yeah. a heavy hitter, very good movie. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. Okay, this movie was released 2007. Uh, Iron Man release date. Hold on. This was vastly overshadowed by all of the anime that I was watching in 2007 because I was a seventh grader. Because this is this is my (laughs) aspect of knowing the production stuff. While they were filming uh, Charlie Bartlett, he was also uh, it was also in the same time when they were filming Iron Man. So if you if you say he looks like Iron Man and uh, Charlie Bartlett, you're right because he just (laughs) just he looks like Tony Stark. Um, I'm trying to find a picture real quick because I want to find it. Because uh, that, that's something that I hadn't realized until today uh, that they came out like one after the other. Robert Downey Jr. Now I've got Black Sabbath stuck in my head. I'm not going to lie. Like it's you said, good. Iron Man and it's here. Iron Man. First appearance. So I want to see if we can get a picture of him. Uh, the first Iron Man. No, it's it's so bogged down by all the new stuff. Um, yeah, I was gonna say good yeah. luck digging through all of oh, now the MCU and him. You're the probably Google. finding all of the the death scenes of uh, so, in the game. We got yeah, I saw that, but we've got this one putting the Phantom Fighters planning chat. I know this is a weird digression, but we don't have a lot of like stuff to talk about in uh, Tales of Arcadia stuff because it's just gonna be a lot of like weird connections that this series has to a lot of other things. Um, and then Robert Downey Jr. in Charlie Bartlett. Oh, I'm trying real hard to find that chat. Now I'm Discord dumb is what I am. Um, <laughs> okay, so he he did a shave, but you can tell. Copy image. It's it, just based off like 
Oh yeah, like his the hair. haircut is it, the same. Yep. Okay. Can you either tag me? Okay. Yeah. Uh uh it's Discord's real good at telling me where to go. Ah, there we go. There you go. Oh sweet, there we go. I found it. Oh yeah, definitely. That he definitely it, looks like basically Tony Stark as a principal. Yeah. That's exactly it. I mean like it has become synonymous, but like then there's another picture um where he's even more Tony Stark if you know comic Tony. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like from later on in the movie. Um, the ugly laugh here. Oh man. It, it it's very good. But yeah, this is like a weird connection that uh uh Anton Yelchin has and he had in his life uh he was in a lot of stuff. He he just was a lot. Um and in in that photo of him, is he holding a gun in the other hand? Yeah, he's holding a gun and a bottle of uh <laughs> looks like maybe Tito's vodka? Oh vodka, okay. Are you sure? Because it's yeah. not clear. That looks like rum. Oh, that could be a rum too. I, I can't really tell him the it's a little it's an old picture. <laughs> like yeah, it's a two thousand and eight. Uh, it just kind so. of resembles that image of Daniel Radcliffe when he was in Guns Akimbo. Yes. Yeah. Um, just a lot okay. more beaten down and less manic. One, one more link. Uh, drunk Tony Stark. Uh, trying to find. There's a very specific picture that I feel like he was actually like sneaky channeling it. With gun. Hold on. With gun. <laughs> We want to see something that's aggressively American. Yeah, yeah. it's well, it, it's a very specific scene. Well, I guess maybe I'm misremembering it, but uh, essentially, like Tony Stark in the comics is at some point a raging alcohol. It's very rough, uh. but he's you know they cover in the the Marvel movies a little bit where he's he's dealing with like the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, it's a lot. But oh, here's here's a good one. Uh, I just love this. This is so off topic for uh, Tales of Arcadia. Just wow. Oh, the... he looks so rough. Yeah, the... Tony Stark gets rough. Uh, I hate him. He's my least favorite Avenger. He's yeah. I can't tell if it's because I'm not a big fan of Robert Downey Jr. or if I genuinely don't like Iron Man and Tony Stark. He... Maybe it's a mix of the two. It's got to be mixed too. He's a very good Tony Stark, despite being uh. Mm. Tony Stark being a shitty person. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. A shitty billionaire. I gotta um, say, a lot of people love Iron Man, but I was always Team Captain America when it came down to like Civil you. War type things. And then, as far as like other MCU characters go, one, I am a big Deadpool fan, as well as X Men. And I wish that the X Men wasn't done so dirty. Um, yeah. As hey, far as movie translations. I know, and I really want to see a gambit that's worth like something. And because I have most of actually the majority of comics i own is either dark crystal or x-men gambit specifically and um so yeah no i would love to see them done right and i hated the argument where people are like oh we don't like captain marvel and she has like all the same mannerisms as tony stark and i'm like what you hate her because she's doing everything tony's doing yeah Uh, oh it was great i was watching endgame with my partner caleb and his um his roommate had said something along the lines of him liking Tony more than um, Captain Marvel. I kept my mouth shut up to a good point in the movie when Mar- uh, Captain Marvel came flying down and like it just demolished the fucking armada that Thanos brought in. And I was like, I'm sorry, were we watching yes. uh, Stark Studios or Marvel Studios? <laughs> uh-huh. I, uh, I, I didn't like the movie Captain Marvel as much as I like some of the other uh, 
Marvel movies, I still liked it. If that makes if, sense, I if thought you had a... shown me Captain Marvel when I was thirteen, I would have joined the Air Force. Like that's oh, yeah. how much that, I loved it. <laughs> it's a super cool movie. I just think, like for me, uh, I'm like I, I'm a huge uh, Captain America fan, but like I don't I don't know much about Captain Marvel, so I couldn't like get super into it. I, I thought it was like a more cool exploration of like uh, every kind of assumes Tony Stark is like the first hero but there's so many more <laughs> like right exactly they, they go back ages and ages but we're way off topic now uh, oh yeah we're to way anton, off topic back to anton yelchin he um passed away uh june 19th 2016 which is what uh what season would that be do you know so from what i read and i think i sent you the link last night um and or i had read it last night on top of the link i sent when i was looking up um the switch and voice actors because i didn't know who they they subbed him for they got all of his recording lines done for seasons one and two because i think that they were greenlit for season two and so they released all of first season 2016 2017 last i checked and so he technically died midway through production of a lot of stuff but most of his lines were done okay uh, it wasn't until uh late season two into season three when you got the nod to jim's voice changing yeah they replaced him with emile hirsch who is a very yes. good a very good voice actor i like a lot um he he was in the girl next door uh one of my favorite movies as a teen because it's like man this is like a wacky mm. i don't know if you ever saw it but it's it's like uh, it was a formative movie for me because it's like, man, <laughs> like sex education is actually super important. We're not getting taught enough uh, sex education schools. Right. It's it was a Should weird eye opener. It's probably doesn't hold up. I would say. Um, well, I mean, I love Ten Things I Hate About You, and it definitely doesn't hold up to today's actual yeah. feminism standards. But you know, Heath Ledger still love it. Yeah, so exactly. On, on this, on this other string, I'm going to follow on weird production things. So, The Girl Next Door is a movie where a a uh, high schooler lives next to a porn star. Uh, That's right. I remember reading about that. He he. I must have been so young when this released. I'm so sorry. I have no idea. He's 18. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface that he's 18. They're both adults. He's a senior in high school, and he he just falls in love with the, this uh, porn star, which is for the time that this was released, extremely strange. Like yeah. it, like it, there's such a weird taboo about porn stuff. But that, it's such a... I didn't know Emile Hirsch was that guy from that movie. He's the, he's the main character. Uh, and, yeah. and he, he replaced um, Anton Yelchin as the voice for Jim. When I was reading through it, it appeared to be that Emile Hirsch was actually quite close to Anton at yeah, some point that, or another. So they sense. felt... Yeah, so DreamWorks had reached out to him specifically saying, would you want to fill his role since he passed away? And he was actually quite emotional taking on that role. Yeah, that would have um, to be. Yeah, we're get we're getting into drama now. Uh, there's a, people also ask what happened to Emil Hirsch. Uh, he was arrested at Sundance Film Festival. I did not uh, know that. Published January twenty third, twenty twenty one. So this is recent. Oh, um, that's why I don't know. Yeah. So, oh no, it, it, this isn't recent. This is just published. But in at the twenty fifteen Sundance Film Festival, um, Hirsch had a verbal and physical altercation with Paramount executive Daniel Bernfeld. Uh, that involved Hirsch putting Bernfeld in a chokehold so strong she blacked out. So he he assaulted a woman. Uh, oh, no. Very unfortunate. Um, 
He, in court, her said he had consumed enormous amounts of alcohol, including medicine, and did not have any memory of the incident whatsoever. He sentenced 15 days in prison uh, after he pled to Class A misdemeanor assault. So I'm assuming uh, she may have dropped the charges or is uh, convinced, unfortunately, to drop the charges. And, like, it's a very shitty situation. That is. That is um, super unfortunate. And he, you know, really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, he shouldn't have. But this I is wonder like what uh like what happened to set him off other than the alcohol. Yeah, I well, he says alcohol and medicine and you know things things can go crazy. He could have killed her. Um it's very scary and I hope it, this is one of the situations where I hope he learned from it. Um that's all I can really say. I I didn't uh, know right. about this until um now it's the more we the more we said his name and i know this is very ill-timed the more we said his name the more i recognized where else i'd seen him and this is going to absolutely again date me and or like kind of put me in a different box here of nerddom he was the live action speed racer that came out when oh, i was oh yeah i didn't even think that's the next thing i the next one in the list right after um the girl next door speed racer i didn't know that he was he's like Despite choking a lady out, he's a very decent actor. Um, like I said, I hope he figured that shit out and yeah. uh, got that sorted. But it's it's one of those things where like he he served a small amount of time and he paid a fine and did like fifty days of community service as well. Um, probably not actually enough for it, but it, like if this is his like first offense kind of thing, you know, yeah. it, it, it's something to think about. I would hope that I don't see a pattern out of it because I have I liked did. the things that he's been in. And it's really yeah. hard when you have to sit there and try to like reconcile how you feel about somebody's acting and their skills and their art and services versus how they are as a person. And you're like, God damn it. I got to keep getting asked this question in my adult life. How do I support something if I don't like this person? You know, right. right. This is the only incident. This is it. Yeah. He, this is a one time thing. So he, so hopefully like this reward. doesn't become a pattern yeah even up until like 2019 he's like yeah i fucked up and uh I'm, i really hate it <laughs> i like yeah. think about it all the time it sucks it's like yeah. i hope he's um gotten away moved away from uh the alcohol and yeah, the things he's... that influenced him to act that way a lot of things are like him getting sober so uh That's like with anything uh do it with uh consideration to your own limits um, yeah. Which is a big point of Troll Hunters, a very fun uh, show we were talking about. That, <laughs> uh, Stella, this is the how the show usually goes. Things that are really weird and depressing. Um, yeah, there are people... actually some really deep, depressing points in the show too, um, as far as you know, events that happen. Um, so yeah, he Emil Hirsch replaced him. Uh, it must have been close, and it, it, at the time, this was like a year after that incident. Um, so if Anton was close with him, then you know things must have been a little, little different. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. So, but how did Anton? I'm trying to find how Anton Yelchin so, died. Anton died in this almost freak car accident where he was either working on his vehicle or somebody was in his vehicle, and he ended up pinned between it and like a garage door. Yeah, I remember reading about okay. that. Okay, I didn't know that. I. I thought it was in a car accident. Okay. 
death. On June 18th, 2016, when he failed to arrive at a rehearsal, Yeltsin was found by friends just before midnight pinned between his Jeep Grand Cherokee and a brick pillar gatepost outside his house in Studio City, Los Angeles. Victim of what was described as a freak accident, as Yeltsin got out of his car and went to check, uh, the vehicle apparently rolled back down his driveway, which was a steep incline and trapping its pillar and a security fence. Uh, Yeltsin was pronounced dead at the scene. June 19th, 2016, at the age of 27. So it was a while before um, they got to him, it seems like. Uh, yeah. It, it was a very depressing thing. And they didn't they didn't quite, like, work it into the series until, I think, um, near the end of a couple of episodes when you had, like, in loving mem- memory of Anton Yelchin. Or, and they would put in, like, um, to our troll hunter, you know, type of deal. And... That's actually when Brian and I, my ex, had um, we started like googling things and figured out how he died, and we we're like, oh god, you know, like yeah. that happened. So, so this is interesting too. They um, his parents sued both um, Chrysler, who make the Jeep Grand Cherokee, and Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. Um, or no, the Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, the manufacturer of the Jeep Cherokee, and um, lawsuit against Fiat Chrysler, the dealership from which he purchased it. And they they claimed that he had modified it in some way, and that's what fucked it up. But there were a bunch of uh, there was a lot of other recalls. The 2014 2015 Grand Cherokees had a bunch of recalls. Ooh, um, that's so not a good look. It's not a good look. Uh, so they they had a software patch because it was all software related, which makes it even worse. It's not even a hardware thing. It's like the computer system in the car fucked up, which can be very devastating. Uh, I don't think people give the computer systems and cars enough credit. Um, no, they really they, don't. After his death, they vastly accelerated the recall campaign. So they, um, they, they, they stepped it up a notch. So after, after they said that, uh, they filed this on August 1st, 2016. And then on March 22nd, 2018, it was announced that Yelchin's family and Fiat Chrysler had confidentially settled out of court. So mm-hmm. like with any settlement that's, uh, they admitted wrongfulness, but they didn't right. get um, a, a judgment on wrongfulness. So, you know, take that all with a grain of salt. You don't, nobody ever knows how much he's settled for. Um, but like with the last president, uh, there was a lot of things that got settled <laughs> out of court. And uh, yeah. you can basically take that to mean they absolutely happened. Yeah, and he paid off all these people. Anyways, that's it's neither here nor there. We're talking about troll hunters again. Um, so this is like Anton Yelchin's death is one of the only hiccups that the the entire series had. Um, I this is a out Pixar, of production. Yeah, out of production. Yeah. Um, uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Um, Was this a DreamWorks when they weren't part of Pixar thing? Let's look that up. I am un- sure i just know that they usually did the opening um troll hunter style for dreamworks you know the dreamworks uh you know the moon and the fishing and the that whatnot they would did a troll hunters version of it very cool i don't i'm trying to see where the credit for it uh all episodes netflix original series that doesn't tell me what i need to know i know disney and pixar have been but i didn't think dreamworks and pixar were um of course, I'd... I think maybe they just sometimes have similar styles that must be in it. their animation because I I feel like I've thought that they were that they'd collaborated before. Oh, Pixar and DreamWorks partner for Toy Story and Shrek. Ah, uh, okay. 
they they partnered for like a Toy Story and Shrek crossover. Like this is the weird specific thing that I was remembering. What? Yeah. Okay. That's a um, thing. Yeah, it, the special air on Christmas Eve 2013 involved Bonnie and family taking a vacation, but when Dad makes a wrong turn, they end up in Far, Far Away. Perceiving it to be an elaborate theme park, the family decides to stay. Um, I've never seen this, but I heard Holy about shit, it. Holy shit, never what? heard of that. That is you cursed. It is cursed, and it's also an April, whole... it's an April Fool's thing. Oh, I, thank I've, God. I've I was going to... Ooh, okay. I've been pranked that was... since 2013. May. Wow. So anyways, DreamWorks. Um yeah. looking up how the uh DreamWorks production drama, I guess that'll work. Um 2012, 2005. I think DreamWorks was fairly okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but was wasn't Voltron also done by DreamWorks? I believe I wanna so. say, yeah. They may have been so busy putting out the fires of Voltron that no one would have noticed anything that would have happened. Honestly, Earth. that would make sense. Because it, it was around the same time, right? Probably so. Um, so the way I kind of remember 2016 without it being a horrible election year is that I actually went to France for the first time, or the second time, I should say, and cat sat for a friend of a friend. And my roommate had told me pretty much when I got there that I was to start watching Voltron whenever we got back, whenever I got back to the States. And so I kind of remember Voltron coming out around 2016 more so than anything at that point and um as far as Ultron fandom everything is concerned because I kind of just separate myself from the drama as much as I possibly can and right. try to make it the best I can until the series ends and I'm like all right time to dive headfirst into the deep end mm -hmm. and um I think Voltron ended around 2018 yeah I think so that's very possible that they were trying to put out the fires of Voltron yeah and they were just like let's just uh focus on this yeah let's focus I mean, on they... the problem child and not the golden one over here yeah. you know they made 78 episodes when did um voltron end oh god i don't even remember um uh, i seem to be trapped in this i guess i guess oh that's right they they would put out like seasons at, at a time um, yeah, they would put out, like, Trollhunters was also that way, where they put out seasons at a time, and um, that's just because of net Netflix binging culture, yeah. and uh, I can't quite recall. They they put out a specific season that was, like, so pitifully short um, to kind of appease people for the time being. Um, I remember things just being on, like, uh, described as, like, things on the cutting room floor that are that were probably very crucial that didn't make it into the show kind of deal with Voltron, but... It doesn't seem to be the case for troll hunters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like even that, like you keep saying, okay, what's the fire, the Voltron fire? Is that just like uh, talking about how people were super into it, or what? What's what do you, what do you mean when you say the Voltron fire? I'm just calling it a dumpster fire. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of. Um, I never. I watched like one episode, but uh, Taylor was a fan i think and it was all over the like my circles of the internet at the time mm -hmm. and i just know that there was a lot of disappointment with later seasons there was a lot of shipping discourse like heated oh man very That's heated so heated and um actually as i was refilling my drink and i was speaking with my roommate very briefly on the way back in mentioning that we discussed how toxic voltron fandom was she was just like you know, when it, oh no, I mentioned the fan fiction one being like mathematically, Troll Hunters is 
apparently not as Rule 34-y as others could be. And she was saying with the ambiguous ages that was Voltron, it just kind of hits the fan. Yeah. I know there's like a a character that people ship with another character and then other people call it problematic because he was like sort of a father or brother figure maybe. Oh, you're talking about Keith and Shiro, aren't you? Yeah, that sounds right. But I yeah. always hear about Keith and Lance. Okay, Clance is definitely a, a very popular one because that's the what's supposed to be like a main protagonist and the Lancer character out of the group of five. And lots of people right onto that one right off the bat. And it makes right. sense. I'm not going to yeah. debate it here. Yeah. Um, that to me could have been a good ship. Uh, the Shiro Keith one was also very popular. Again, I didn't. That's right. I was very disappointed in the series because I was really hoping for Lotor to make a redemption arc like Zuko and I was sorely mistaken and it turned out to be a Nazi and I'm not happy with it. So, yeah, you know, it'll happen. Yeah. Um, so I getting back to Tales of Arcadia. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. So Guillermo, <laughs> del Toro. Guillermo. <laughs> Guillermo. 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 I'll say his first name. You say the last. <laughs> del Toro. Uh, he plays a character. Uh, Oh. Dr. Mario Moo says I can't. He is the dentist. Is he? I, I think it's the dentist. Um, That's amazing. Find, like the exact billing that he gives himself in it. Um, so he is in. Okay, hold on. It's. I'm pretty sure just, he's the dentist. Yeah, it's just Dr. Mario something. I can't click through to. Um... There's a Hispanic dentist. That's Toby's dentist, and Toby's teeth are often a. Uh, I wouldn't say a point of contention, but he it comes back to him having to go to the dentist quite a bit. And uh, one of the scenes of them discovering a changeling is in the dentist office. It's like his dental hygienist. And um, another scene where he gets like new headwear, like one of those really embarrassing, like super corrective braces that everybody would absolutely hate to have. And it picks up on radio signals type of bad headwear. Um and uh yeah but his dentist he has like some snippets where he has talking points and just conversational bits it's it's pretty neat it's it's interesting i love when people when uh directors or writers do that and i'm trying to find how hands-on you and it seems like he was just like through the whole thing very hands-on with the writing and world building of it oh yeah that's cool um there's several scenes in troll hunters that i i mean troll hunters three below and wizards that you would have just assumed that Guillermo del Toro just kind of took over because the angling of it is all classic horror movie style. All of the tension buildup is very classic horror genre. Um, it's all built up as if to give you like a, a jump scare and it's something absolutely inconceivably stupid that <laughs> it ends up being the next step. But um, yeah, no, it's just it, it definitely has the horror vibe to it. And I'm like, ah, yes, del Toro definitely put his hands on this scene kind of moment and i could not find anything that guaranteed me that theory but i'm pretty sure i'm right yeah i also love pacific rim <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> second one uh i haven't seen and i probably won't because i heard is very bad but um he, the guy knows both horror and action and yes i think a lot of it is in his build um he also apparently worked on kung fu panda 2 i didn't know that yeah really and puss in boots and 
See, I, that makes sense to me, because when I heard that he was part of, like, an animated series, I was like, huh, that seems like a departure from <laughs> what he usually mm. does. But now knowing that he worked on other animated productions. I think was, out of that link I sent you yesterday, it, it kind of detailed how he got into, like, I think he did his apprenticeship with animation with, um, with the person he has voicing Blinky, if I'm not mistaken. Kelsey oh, Grammer. And he got really hands-on with just learning at DreamWorks and doing the apprenticeship. And then that's when they kind of threw him like, ah, oh, here you go. Here's your, uh, here's your green light. You say nice. Kelsey Grammer voices Blinky? Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, Guillermo, now, Guillermo also worked on Blade 2. Uh, very. Another interesting not, tidbit. Very interesting. I didn't know that. Only Blade 2. None of the other. Like, none of the other Blades. Just Blade 2. Just Blade 2. Um, the Orphanage. He, he and another guy are actually they co-authored the books that is the tales of arcadia series and one of these days i should get around to reading the book series but i've heard that it takes fairly large departures from the source material gotcha yeah he he has a lot of books apparently and i looked and it's like i think he yeah he does i he, i think he does the uh tolkien thing where he builds the world and other people write the books which i'm not saying tolkien did but he like he's more of like a uh, world building aspect of it and then other people I know, write I see what stories. you're saying. Yeah. Um, when I worked at Books A Million, um, I would see his name attached to a few different things. Um, not as much, say, as, like, unfortunately, James Patterson or um, yeah. who else? Oh, man, I'm trying to remember who in fantasy would just kind of sell out their world building and then just kind of go with it beyond the... We had sections dedicated to just Star Wars, Star Trek, Witcher, um, and some of them we you would see co-authored. Yeah, that's what it looks like. He does a world building, like the Strain series. I don't know what that is, but that one sounds like, familiar. Yeah, it looks like spooky vamp, like Nosferatu style vampires with long tongues. Um, There's some graphic novels in his in his uh, bibliography somewhere. I'm sure of yeah. it. Yeah, uh, he's got the Monsters of Hellboy. So that's what he must have done on the. He designed the monsters. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, going back to Kelsey Grammer, have you seen that? Um, it was the third X-Men movie. Um, hold on. He has a line in it because he plays Beast. I was um, going to say, I've syst systemically like repressed some of those movies. I think the only one I really acknowledge is First Class because I can watch it on its own without necessarily thinking of everything else that's gone wrong in the series. Yeah, th there's this. I've got to share it with you because it's, it, it's very, uh, it's like the most uh, Frasier thing ever. Oh, that's right. And he just recites Shakespeare in the middle of this like scene, and like the the other X Men just kind of stand there staring at him, and it's very weird. That's <laughs> it's like awkward. Like, I'm like, what? I'm starting it now. It, it's I don't like I don't know what they did. The first X Men was like decent, and then there's like ah, uh, we're all gonna get super drunk and just do the rest of these movies now. <laughs> um, but like. X3 is like one redeeming quality. It is uh, the juggernaut going on the juggernaut bitch and slamming. <laughs> like, that's the only thing. That's like the only good part. I was like, thank you for putting a meme in this movie. I don't like anything oh, else about it. Few. So it's funny that he's reciting this particular line of we happy few um, because this is actually recited by the math teacher in Trolls, in Troll oh Hunters. 
Of course it is. It is. Um, and it's because the math teacher is also like paired as the drama teacher. <laughs> so, but it's it's really funny when that scene comes up. So if anybody is a would-be watcher and they get to that point, they'll remember, oh, wait, I know that reference. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's it's just something that I saw that is like the most Frasier thing to ever happen to uh, Kelsey Grammer happened in the X3 uh, movie. Well, it happens in the third season of Troll Hunters, but not to Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, it's that's wonderful. Um, yeah, like I'm still I'm still trying to find more things because. Well, I can like I said talk. before, I kind of put into the notes that I can kind of geek out on some of the things that, like, as oh, far yeah. as what shined through in the show from production. Um, when Anton had died, I think I had mentioned it before that they had they had already had most of his lines recorded up through season two. And by the time that um, and it's really hard for me to remember like where seasons start and end because I binge so much that everything becomes one big season to me. Yeah. Um, that by this point in the series, when um, his voice is changing, Blinky has the throwaway line uh, when he's asked something about Jim and his changed behavior. He completely misses the actual thing about his behavior and is like, oh, you know, something about human puberty is voice changing something, something gross, Bert kind of moment. <laughs> And it's like I said, it's a very throwaway line, but that's about the point where I actually noticed because I didn't see any of the credits up to that point. They weren't updated on Netflix to reflect, you know, in loving memory of our troll hunter, Anton Yelton. And so, or Anton Yelton. And um, so by that point is when I actually noticed because it's when they threw it in there as a throwaway line where I'm like, you know, that's typical for most shows when they've got child actors right. and they've got them voicing characters. Uh, they did it in Owl house um for the uh second season for one of the characters that uh his voice actor hit a growth spurt and his voice dropped and so they were like ah which puberty and so it's it's something that's fairly commonly used and yeah. they kind of just threw it in there but um well, kind of go ahead i love it i, I love that when that happened like in uh steven universe steven universe happens too where the voice actor um you know they he ages up and the character ages up a bit i the, when we get into the actual like Steven Universe s- stuff, there's a lot of background production stuff that I know about the show that I think could have been handled better, but also they did what they could. Um, but keeping the same voice actor and then just like explaining it in universe is so nice. Yeah, it is. It it really is because then it's kind of just accommodating. And even if you're changing voice actors and you kind of have that throwaway line, it works you know well enough for the audience that catches it. Yeah, and that's interesting that he uh, his voice was able to sound similar enough that it really uh, it really did sound similar enough. Like it yeah. didn't dawn on me until that happened. That's impressive. All right, um, I um I have the cast pulled up here, and I want to go through some notables that are in this. Uh, so first first big name is Kelsey Grammer as Blinky, very cool. Um, then we have Steven Yoon as Steve Peltrick. Cool. Uh, who's Steve Palchuk in the show? Is he the bully? Is that right? He he is the bully. I didn't know. Okay, Steve is the bully. That makes sense. Um, Ron Perlman is Bular. Oh my god, he does such a good job as Bular. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, Clancy Brown is Gunmar. Gunmar. I don't know how they Gunmar. pronounce it. Gunmar. Okay. Yep. Um, Clancy Brown is. Uh, I love him in because I'm a big gamer. Detroit Become Human as the detective. Mm. Uh, very He's got cool. This- gravelly voice that works really well for him gunmar is the big bad 
Uh, oh, excellent. I love it. I love when he's able to play like a bad character. Because a lot of times he plays like the Oh man, it's just such an evil, though. This is not even misunderstood. This is purely evil character. Yeah. It, it, a lot of times he plays like the weird dad kind of character. Uh, then David Bradley is Merlin. Uh, I don't know if you know who David Bradley is. He's very. <laughs> no, but like, every time I love him. Merlin, I just chuckle. Um, what's uh, what's he in? David Bradley's in a lot of stuff. You, you would know him if you saw him. Um, David Bradley, IMDb. Let's name some of his big works. He I was about is... to say you're quoting one of my partners right there for a minute. Where I was like, he says that exact thing to me, and I have to remind him. I'm several years younger than him, and I have no <laughs> idea what he's talking about. He's in a lot of British stuff uh, because he's a British man. Uh, he's in Harry Potter. Of course, he's in. He's Argus Filch. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. He's in Game of Thrones too. I know who that is. Yes, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I had to figure out who he was. He's also in The World's End and Hot Fuzz as characters in those. Um, but I, I love him when I see him. It's always good. He's also in Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh, okay. There we that. go. You finally mentioned something I, I was <laughs> invested is, in enough. He's the tower keeper in that. I don't know what the uh. fuck that means. I haven't watched the show or the movie in a long time. Um, the tower keeper, though, that's who he was. Um... Tom Kenny is in this, who you may know as yes. the voice of SpongeBob. You're, you're skipping ahead. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> so SpongeBob um, isn't here. What? So I, it's unfortunate that I do, I only know so much casting. Like if there's somebody who's got a really iconic voice, I'm like, hey them. But like right. some of the names right over my head. Uh, and then Angelica Huston's in this. She's in The Witches. She's in Ever After. She's uh, Morticia Adams in the Adams Family Values movie. Um, right one of my favorite ladies in all of production <laughs> like who's she voicing she, here in troll hunters she is voicing uh queen queen ursurna Ooh, ursurna okay that makes more sense huh. i was like which female lead did she grab you know i was just then, like which the voice yeah. of nana nana oh is, nana yeah that, uh, that would be toby's grandma that's lorraine newman who is in uh, she is Larta from Coneheads, the mom, I believe. Uh, I, I appreciate sure it. I haven't watched Coneheads in years. And I don't remember the names of the Coneheads. I just remember them as the Coneheads. I don't <laughs> but I, know. I, I'm pretty sure that's the mom in that. I want to double. Hold on. Now I got to double check this. Larta Coneheads. I wish I could tell you I recognize Coneheads, but I don't. Coneheads I know what is, you're talking about. I just haven't seen it. It's one of those SNL things. Yeah. It's it an SNL bit that became a movie. Um, they're just like weird aliens with cone heads. Uh, <laughs> like that's all. It's the concept. That's, that's all you need yeah. to know. Uh, there's yeah, somebody I, in this cast list who I swear every time there's something animated that I like, I look mm -hmm. up the cast, and this guy is his is cast. Yeah. Uh, uh, take a shot every time one. I said cast in that. I'm not <laughs> spoiling, but I'm just saying this man I did not know was such a like a prolific voice actor because I yeah, only knew a... him from one certain thing. Yeah, if you tell me what that one certain thing is, I kind of want to guess. I'm it's next coming up, I'm pretty sure. Uh so the Dictatious, who's that in the show? That is Blinky's brother. Okay, that's Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that I remember. Yep. Uh, he's he's in invincible. everything. He really is. He plays Dictatious really well. Yeah, he's, he's such a like. I never recognize his voice, but I'm always like, "Wow, that voice actor is doing a great job." Who is that? Oh, of course, it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill. 
Um, Mark Hamill is capable. He just has a chameleon voice where it's like, you know, it's him. Like you're looking at it. It's the vague shape of Mark Hamill, but you're not quite sure until it's said, you know? Yeah. And then uh, Tom Hiddleston's also credited in the show, but I don't know who he plays. This doesn't tell me. Um, Uh, Give me a second. I'm sure I could figure it out. Yeah. I just need to actually look up Tom Hiddleston troll hunters and will tell me (laughs) exactly what it is. Um, He... Can Kanjigar the Courageous? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So there's there um if you use Avatar the Last Airbender logic about how the Avatar reincarnates and you have kind of the power of each Avatar mm-hmm. previously and you can kind of call on them. In Troll Hunters, you have this access to this thing called the Sooth Scryer, and you're in the um the training grounds for the Troll Hunter. Can't remember the specific name of it right off the top of my head because I'm useless like that, but um the uh, the spirits of former troll hunters can kind of oh, come stupid. back and help. And Kanjigar is the one at the beginning of the show who kills himself. Oof. Um, and the last notable that I see in this, there might be other people that I'm just skipping over that I don't know, but it's Frank Welker. And if you don't know who Frank Welker is, he's like, um, he's in everything as well. Uh, he's in like, uh, he voices Shockwave in... Um, Transformers Dark of the Moon, Galvatron in Age of Extinction, Megatron in the last, uh, whatever the fuck that movie was for the Transformers. He's Shao Kahn, Reptile in Mortal Kombat. Um, he's Scooby-Doo. Uh, he's Fred Jones and Scooby-Doo in basically everything Scooby-Doo. No way. Um, I did not know those were the same voice actor. He's I Curious can't... George. Oh. Um, other, oh, he's in some things? Disney stuff, too. He's Bubble Land Puppy. Before Time. He's Bubble Puppy in the Bubble Guppies. He's Goblins. <laughs> uh, he's credited as the Goblins in uh, Wizards. Okay. Um, so the Goblins so. Are, are hilarious to me because I you can't really tell. Like, you, you can't tell who's actually voicing them because all they say is Waka Chaka. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that sums up Frank Welker very well. <laughs> they just kind of um, change the inflection of Waka and Chaka over and over again, but it's worth it. I love the Goblins. They're really funny. He's I get that Odin. job where I just say Waka Chaka and get paid money. Well, all I gotta do is start saying Waka Chaka and get hired. <laughs> like, if y'all start watching the episodes, I really want you guys to tell me just how you react to the Goblin episode where they first introduce them because it's it's beautiful. It's just so magnificent. They're the stupidest villain of the day. <laughs> it's he beautiful. Is, he's a million different things. I want to keep going through these because he, he's just so much. He's um oh fuck I just skipped over Garfield. Scarfield, a lot of stuff. Oh my god. Um, he's Megatron in a lot of stuff. Uh, also, Galvatron, because they have very similar voices. Uh, oh, he's on Robot Chicken a lot. Um, it's fantastic you're naming off all these roles because now I understand why I love the goblins. It's almost as if like there's a subliminal messaging in my brain because I love Megatron. <laughs> he voices, I'm on the side of the Decepticons. He's in like 39 episodes of Futurama as Nibbler and additional voices. Perfect. Um, He's just in everything. Uh, just just every to... weird little guy. Yeah, he's a every weird, little, weird guy. little guy that I love. Yeah. Uh, he's in World of Warcraft. He voices a lot of stuff in World of Warcraft, apparently. Um, my anticipation is growing as you go through the list of cast because I can't wait till you get to my favorite character. Well, who's your favorite character? His or Dukes. Okay, he, that's not on this list that I'm looking at yet. So damn. Um, Hither Dukes. His or Dukes, aka Dukesy. How do you spell that? H i s i r d u x. 
Okay, his or, his or do. Gotcha. His or dukes. They pronounce the X. Uh, now, me as somebody who took several years of French and stayed in France, uh, it's really hard. I look at that word and I really want to pron- like not pronounce the X, but it, yeah, they that's do where I got it, it too. Um, this is Arcadia IMDb. I don't know because I don't know who the actor is for this. Uh, cast, please. Colin O'Donoghue. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was like, I am like anticipating it. I pulled him up because I was like, I needed to confirm. And I was like, oh, he's you know what? Of, yeah. Of, he's in a lot of things that I've never watched. He's he's <laughs> Hook and Once Upon a Time for everybody yeah. that watched that. I did. Oh, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I looked at a picture. I was like, oh, I know exactly who this is, but I've never seen anything. And I just, I've been shown pictures of the hot I've seen guy. him with eyeliner. <laughs> Oh, yeah, wow. that's, that's what it is you've seen yeah. it with eyeliner yep that's gotta be it um yeah that's you know all these little weird links and connections and it's nice having uh besides the unfortunate passing of anton yelchin because uh chrysler are murderers and they made killer jeeps uh yeah. and there's a whole jeep cult that i'll talk about at some point because it's up where I live, there's like a blessing of the Jeeps, and it's like this weird oh ritual. God. It's very strange. I drove a Jeep for one week because I was borrowing my, uh, Cyrus's mom's car, and I hated it. I, it was just because she had an old shitty Jeep, but also it was so awkward having everybody wave at me, who was also in a Jeep. Yeah, uh, that's, and that's then it the... was hard to get out of that habit. Like when I got my little Honda Fit, I would be like waving at the Jeep people, and I'd be like, "I'm in a Honda Fit. I'm not supposed to be doing this." Yeah, they get mad. Culture. They, yeah, they, they'll get mad at you if you're like if you do the little Jeep wave and you're not in a Jeep. Yeah, and like like I said, there's a whole. It's like an event with like posters and shit, and they do blessings of a Jeep. I have like a uh, a priest just bless their Jeeps. You can see my face because my face is saying a lot of what I'm not saying, but man, car culture is crazy. Yeah, Yeah, it's very strange. Huh. But you know, it's that's what I'm saying. There it's a weird cult and they murdered Anton Yelchin. That's my conspiracy theory for the day. You know what? I'm I'm on board with that conspiracy theory, I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, as far (laughs) as besides Anton passing because of Jeep murderers, um, it's a pretty good cast and yeah, everything went pretty well. Uh, with Guillermo uh, del Toro on, it, it makes sense to have like all these huge names, especially Ron Perlman. If oh if yeah, he's, he's got to be in everything that del Toro makes now. So, um, <laughs> just because they're not making more Hellboys, which they should, they should undo that David Harbor Hellboys, do more Ron Perlman Hellboys. Uh, Ron Perlman is the only Hellboy, as far as you ask me. Yeah. So, I, you know, I I think I like David Harbor as Hellboy, but I don't think it's a good movie i think david harbour makes a fine hellboy but ron perlman's better uh <laughs> thank you so much Stella, for these enlightening episodes i don't think we're gonna do any more like we'll we'll come back after we've watched Hunters and do like fan theory stuff yes absolutely um, just because i want to get in on that because i want to have some wacky conspiracy stuff uh but thank you so much for being on the show as the first um positive look at uh, Fandom. fandoms yeah <laughs> i mean fern's like fern's a positive outlook but we're she and i are deep in the trenches of weird shit and yeah stuff so we bring the uh, chaos so it was nice to have uh somebody bring uh, a breath of fresh air i know that that's always weird when you've got like a fandom that again didn't erupt it didn't get like 
I think Trollenders is big, but it's not very big. And that's kind of almost a blessing because then it's kind of created this nice niche where people can come in and take a, take a deep breath. And there's not yeah. something so controversial done in the show that people kind of get up in arms about it, you know? It makes me wonder if it's going to have like a, a, a resurgence like, oh, it's that movie with Jack Frost and Santa Claus. Yeah. Not Santa Claus 3 or whatever it is. Right, um, the animated one. Legend of the Guardians. Yes. Yeah. If that's... No, no, that's the owls. Never mind, hold on. Legend... Oh, fucking, hold on. I think you were thinking no, think Guardians it's... of Cahool with the owls. It is Legends of the Guardians. Yeah. Okay, the, yeah, that's... It, I'm looking it up right now. It says Legends... Um... We could do a whole episode about... What is it? Rise of... Oh, it's Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. Oh, that's okay, there we it is. We could do a whole episode about Rise of the Brave Tangled Dragons or whatever from the Tumblr days. Oh, my God. It was like crossovers between Rise of the Guardians, Brave tangled and how to train your dragon and people would make like fan art and fan fictions of it it's, it's super cool seems... i i loved that movie it was a very good movie and th i still to this day know that people are making like a fucking tons of fan fandom stuff for this yeah movie. yeah they shipped jack frost with elsa from yeah i it? saw that a lot that's Makes the sense. only bit of it that i saw if any of it it's got a lot of cool stuff like alec baldwin is north uh, Jude Law's Pitch Black, Hugh Jackman's Money Bunnyman. Really? Um, yeah, it's it's a big cast. Chris Pine is Jack Frost. Oh, see, I never watched it because I was afraid that I would fall into like the Tumblr. It's uh, I, I will say <laughs> I guess it's a I need very to watch interesting it. movie. It's very yeah. interesting. It's very cool. Um, I, I I really liked it. I'll watch it I, for research now. Yeah, we'll um, have to do an episode on it. It's good because yeah. the fandom is like uh, still going. Yeah. It's, very interesting especially off like one thing it's one mm -hmm. movie and that's it mm -hmm. before i, I let you guys wrap reading. up on production there was one thing i wanted to mention because i wasn't sure how deep into like music you guys were so this this went over my head the first time i had watched it or like all of troll hunters through until mm -hmm. like probably the second or third rewatch that i had done um there's a character who mentions pierre gint in her entire arc to jim uh -huh. And when rewatching it, every instance of her when she's framed as a villain, you have Pierre Gintz in the Hall of the Mountain King actually oh. playing as her theme. That's Very so cool. good. I love um, that. Yeah, I didn't want to quite let let it go until, you know, we, we uh wrapped up there because that one was just really good. And it's really hard to like notice if you're not a fan of like deep, deep, like classical music. <laughs> kind of deal i want to point out that carry on my wayward son is in this as well um which uh -oh. <laughs> that, that ties into supernatural stuff uh-huh um, oh carry, man carry on my wayward son uh but the song by jayhan i don't know uh, i'm not like, i'm not readily recognizing it that's sad because i was a fan of supernatural up until about season nine season ten um so this is, it's like a cover of Carry On My Wayward Son. Is right. In, or is it not Troll Hunters? So the cover must be super covered because I don't recognize where in the series that happened. But I mean, I just, I looked up uh, songs in Troll Hunters. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes it's as easy as doing that. And it's just, I, I looked, I was like, oh, these are a bunch of songs. There's Soldier Boy. 
not like Soldier Boy, but like a song called Soldier Boy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was I, like, are they gonna Superman that hoe? I, you know, no, they, uh, they had school dances that was not there. Yeah, but um, yeah, this this cover of Care on My Wayward Son apparently is in Troll Hunters. Interesting. Just hearing that song gives me uh, 2012-2013 Tumblr flashbacks. That was apparently just both. a flute. Um, yeah. I, I don't know to what extent this song is in Troll Hunters, but now I have to list, I have to watch all series just to see where it comes it in. Is, yeah. Now that you've now that you've told me, and I'm I'm gonna be on my millionth rewatch of it, I'm sure, and I'm gonna finally find it, and I'm gonna think of you, and I will text you immediately after I get <laughs> over the the moment of realization. This is a, oh I can't spoil the D and D stuff because this character is very funny, but this is exactly something that one of the characters in the D and D production is likely to do at some you tell point. me which character it is i will know um no in D D for the oh in D D, never mind for our, our podcast we're working on for that but there's a character who plays a flute and uh they they play a lot of songs that uh, uh fuck it i'm gonna spoil it but they, they play a lot of songs from our universe but they don't know that they're from our universe yeah <laughs> so it's just kind of like uh he's a little unhinged uh yeah, yeah. he's been been through some shit that he can't explain to anybody so uh but it, it's just it, listening to him like this is exactly something that uh that character would do so absolutely <laughs> all right um i think we're wrapped i think we're good i think we've covered everything that we need to cover for this production stuff um it was a very fun web oh i'm getting caught in friends like where, where am i where's my voice coming from um, I was going to say, I'm like, you're coming from all over the place. <laughs> uh, so yeah, take away, Fern. What am I doing? <laughs> we're, we're ending. We're getting out of here. We lost we're you. Cool. Uh, yeah, thank you, um, Stella, for uh, joining us on the podcast as our first guest. Um, thank you to, let's see, we already thanked a bunch of people in the last one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Ron Perlman. Yeah. yeah, thanks Ron Perlman specifically. Um, uh, no, thank you to Jeep. Yeah, no, thanks Jeep. Uh, permanent enemies. Yeah, we <laughs> are starting the Jeep. Jeep Hate Club. Uh well, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna go that far. But I'm gonna say uh, I won't buy a Jeep ever. Uh, I could sell <laughs> but, merch, yeah. some stickers. Hashtag I hate Jeep. Yeah, Jeep. well, you know. Hashtag Jeep's have, killed yeah. Anton Yelchin. You know, yeah, that's now that's gonna be our legacy. So. You're welcome. I'm ready for that. I have a whole <laughs> shop dedicated to making very bad t-shirts, so yes, we'll do that at some point. Uh, yeah, plug your plug your bad shirts. No, the website's down for now because I stopped. Ah, uh, dang! <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this right now. I've, I'm taking a break from making terrible shirts. But when it comes back up, terribleshirts.xyz, the worst website on the internet. Uh, <laughs> it's very bad shirts that I uh, I limit myself to five minutes in whatever program i'm making them in to finish the project so uh there's a lot of really terrible shirts but they're like there's hidden gems of coolness to them i'll leave it at that i would probably want to like hit you up for some good shirts from some like after you guys watch troll hunters i'll i'll tell you which quotes i want on either posters or t-shirts oh yeah i might do that um thank you spectrum aka minute laboratory for theme music i cut out thanks for the theme music Thank you, Spectrum Midnight Laboratory theme music. <laughs> you can tell this is a late recording because I'm losing my mind. We're getting three different ways we got to get that said. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We are at FanFightersPod. Um, I run the Twitter and I tweet updates and also just unhinged fandom stuff. Uh, so follow that for some fun. I like to retweet the most cursed fan cams I could find. Uh, so send me your most cursed fan cams and I will retweet them. I I want to get into making fan cams specifically so that we have an inside source on terrible ones because I've uh, oh God, I'm just very I have very bad ideas a lot of the time. Um, I was crying. I'm sorry. I know we're trying to wrap up, but I was crying laughing at the Invisible Man fan cam because oh it's God. just sexualized floating glasses. I hate it. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Stella. Well, I'm gonna put all your links to Stone Driving Craft in this one. We don't have to go through and say them all again, um, but you go buy some wit and some tarot stuff and all sorts of other cool stuff from Stella there. And... Yeah, if you you know you want to get your cards read or your runes read, you know, at the Stone Dragon Crafts can definitely help you with that. Excellent. Um, and last but not least, thank you, Kelsey Grammer uh for resetting shakespeare in a hallway while everybody stared at you really awkwardly because that made my day when i saw it the other day yeah shout out okay bye bye (laughs) (laughs) see ya bye that's a good one yeah